0: Welcome to Smart Finance 360, the podcast where money matters, meet innovative thinking. Every week, we dive deep into the world of finance, exploring trends, debunking myths, and bringing you the latest insights from industry experts. Whether you're a seasoned investor, a financial newbie, or somewhere in between, this is your go-to source for becoming financially savvy. All right, welcome to another episode of Smart Finance 360, your mortgage and more. We have a business owner, Carter Campbell. Carter has done a really good job of helping his employees be financially savvy. He's helped them not only save a lot of money, but uh, become you know successful as well. So we're going to go over kind of the strategies of how he's done that for his his team. Now, yes, he does pay them salaries. He does help them if they're if they are um, a salesman. He helps them grow their business, get more sales. But another part that I think that's unique about him is that he helps people become financially savvy. So Carter, real quick, give us a rundown of what you've done. How long have you been doing this for your employees? How did that happen? What idea did you ha- you have? Uh, like, hey, I want to you know go an extra mile, not only to pay my employees, but help them with the money that they're paid. How did that all come in fruition for you?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that I've noticed about sales is we we make a lot of money, a lot of people do really well. Make a lot, spend a lot sometimes. The the, the same people that make a lot of money are really good at spending money, sometimes even more than they make. And so (laughs) yes, one of the things that when I bring people on or when I teach, you know, when I have an employee, I want to make an impact in their life. So I want to teach them how to make money, but I also want to teach them how to save money and what to do with that money when they save money. So a huge factor for me, and I think to make a lasting impact is to Not only teach people how to make money but to actually do something with it Mm -hmm. and to actually be able to step away someday and be able to retire or be able to give something to their family um, and have you know generations that can survive off of that or at least be able to just do what you want when you are done working yeah it's great so
0: what are some long-term goals specifically that you help them with kind of their their journey on on saving their money
1: Yeah. so one of the things that you know once you start figuring out like hey I've got this process. I have either a salary or I've got these clients and I'm starting to make money, Mm -hmm. right? And you start to generate a lot of income. Instead of going out and spending it, you have to make sure that you're making adjustments in your life and that you are able to save it. My number one principle that I have learned from people much smarter than me is that you have to save 20%. So you save 20%. That's the goal. Whatever you can do to make sure that you're sa- saving 20%, that should be able to get you to retirement. So that's your baseline. So. so you have to save 20%. Now, people that are more advanced and you know you get to higher levels, you can save more than 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ultimate goal would be to live off of 20%, right? That you're only spending 20% of your money to live off of. Yeah. But I think the starting baseline is that we got to figure out how we're going to save you 20%. So the first thing and foremost
0: is here's your baseline, save 20%. Eventually we're going to, you know, flip the script and then that 20% can be what you live off of. And, uh, it's basically conditioning them to teach them how to save money. How do you evaluate kind of, do you have kind of a game plan for them to see kind of their spending? What tools do you use to help them kind of analyze
1: just their habits? Yeah. So there's a few, there's a few different tools out there. There's like budgeting software and whatnot there's so many different things that you can utilize a couple of the things that i've had my employees do in the past is either there's a quicken budgeting software or mint something that can get into like that you can upload like your your credit cards or your whatever you're using to use your expenses so you can upload it there so you can just see where your money's going right A lot of the time we swipe and we don't know how much we spent or what subscriptions we have. Whatever it is, people forget about that. And so I think a lot of it's getting the awareness and getting one of those accounts. So a Quicken or a Mint or a. they have different ones too. There's other ones out there. I don't know all of them. but Yeah,
0: it's cool too because a lot of times, you know, and I have credit cards with different companies, but most of the credit card companies have that at the year end report as well that they can go over. You can, I would, I would highly suggest downloading the year end report. It tells you it itemizes almost everything of where you spent. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's really cool. Some of the technology that they have on that. So on top of mint that you've said, but uh, you could literally go in if let's say you have discover, for example, you could literally check the discover year end reports and it'll itemize everything in there to show you what you spent And sometimes it's kind of like, oh, I spent that much on Chick-fil-A? Come on, Kyle. Are you kidding me? Like stuff like that you can kind of see and evaluate. So that's cool. So you go over that, you know, they save 20% minimum. You kind of go over their spending habits. Yeah. And then do you hit, you know, certain goals for them to help them kind of structure out, hey, lay off the Chipotle
1: or what? Yeah, yeah. So 20% is the minimum. Now you have to reverse engineer how am I going to save that 20%. So if you're not saving 20%, you've got to figure out how you're going to do that. So a lot of it's awareness, you know, so you get into your software, whether it's Quicken or Mint, and you say, hey, I'm spending this much on dining out. I'm spending this much on different subscriptions or Amazon. Amazon, you know, you can spend so much money on there and they make it so easy. So easy. Like you, it's crazy how much people spend online that they just aren't even aware about. It's so, it's so quick. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, I I even say at the end of the month, I'm like,
0: oh, what what was I doing? It was just because I had to I had something at the top of my head I need to buy real quick. I know I needed it real quick. Went as fast as I could, checked out. I probably should have waited and shopped a little more to see if I could save a little bit, maybe. Yep. You know, but it compiles
1: the stuff that you purchase. So yeah. So basically self awareness is huge so on that piece. Self awareness is probably, you know, one of the biggest steps in just figuring out you just gotta figure out where your money is going, right? If you're not saving it, where is it going? And now you look at, okay, I'm spending this much here, this much here, this much here. What do I want to spend? now? And then then you also set that goal that you say, hey, I'm going to save 20%. So what is 20% of your income? Let's say $90,000 a year. What's 20% of that? You have that number that you need to hit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's your goal right there, 20%. We're going to put that much in the budget to save the 20%. Now we're going to look line by line on where our money is going and what it's going into. So if you're spending $2,000 a month on Amazon or whatever it is, $500 a month on Amazon or, you know, different, whatever you're buying, right? Nordstrom, all those different places. You got to figure out where it's going and you got to make those cuts. So now you start putting together categories. I'm going to spend this much on clothing. I'm going to spend this much on, you know, my car payment. I'm going to spend this much on my utilities. I'm going to spend this much on all of your different expenses. So you got to really get dialed in on what your expenses are. So whether it's car insurance, car loans, credit cards, all your minimum payments, you got to have that all dialed in, or you're going to just keep falling more and more behind. So it that first step is getting the awareness. And it's kind of like a it's kind of a brutal process right it, it
0: definitely is something i say sometimes it's it's a shock right you don't really understand i, I had a shock the other day on subscriptions i didn't realize that yeah I, you know netflix amazon You got uh now we got peacock for the freaking playoffs right you know yeah. you won one game to I have to subscribe to peacock know what peacock knows we're doing i'm gonna subscribe real quick to get and that free month so yep. i can watch the game and then I forget you can't <laughs> now, cancel there's another it.
1: 12 bucks a month, but it compiles up. It's stuff like that. So awareness is huge. <laughs> so yeah, you, you figure out where you're spending your money, right? And now you have to get disciplined. So you make your goals, you say what you're going to spend and you're, you become aware of where your money is going. So I, I think I liked where when people used to have to balance their checkbooks, right? Where you would yes. write down, hey, this check is going here, and you balance it out every single month. I like budgeting like that, that, hey, I know where every single dollar is going and what it's going towards. I, I love that we're forced to do that in our businesses,
0: right? We're yeah. forced to do that, whether it be we have a bookkeeper or we have to do it ourselves when we're doing our taxes, Right. I think a lot of people, if they treated their, even just W2 people, you know, if they treated their jobs afterwards, their spending money as if it's a business, I think if they did that and itemized everything and treated it like it was a business, they would be surprised of how easily they could reach that 20% yeah. um,
1: exactly. ratio and saving. And a lot of it's just that having that reality check with, okay, I'm spending way too much money on useless things or things that I don't need, you know? So you got to change the behavior. So after you change the behavior there and the disciplines there, what's kind of the next step for your people? So yeah, you get it, you get your budget all dialed in what you want to spend and then you have to have the accountability. So you have to do it every single month and you're going to, whether it's you send it to somebody, whether you send it to your financial advisor or somebody who you work with, you need to have some type of accountability that you are, um, you're just responding to somebody. You're yeah. you're giving somebody that information. Just by doing that will probably change your behaviors alone. It's always great to have an accountability partner or have to turn it in. Yeah. So you just have to do it. That's why in college,
0: it was good to have a deadline for your paper. Like this date, you got to turn this in, this project, you got to do it this time. I think it's good to do that as well on that piece because then you can really just dive in and actually do it.
1: For sure. And that's one thing that like, so my people that have worked with me that have really thrived at that. I've offered to be that person that they can send me their budget and I can help them with that. Yeah, tell me some of the stories you have. You have some amazing stories yeah, yeah. You know, of your employees just crushing. So, so you, you know, some people that have you know the that have taken that step and they have that accountability. There was a one of my first employees, they uh when they first joined me, they had about $4,000 in the bank, right? And they were like super excited. They're like, "Oh man, I'm doing Got super savings. Great, I have savings, right?" Fresh Freshly married and they're feeling really good. Fast forward four years because of the budgeting, because of the principal and saving the 20%, they ended up saving more than 20% because they were focused on that. Mm-hmm. That same person has $400,000 in four years. Crazy. Just by focusing and just by be having a conscious effort and making sure that they were putting that money away, now they have four hundred thousand dollars, and that's something to like say, "Hey, I four think years like of discipline money. too." So yep. they
0: have that discipline now. They can go out and probably be very disciplined in how to invest in that money as well. Yeah, whether it be real estate or other ventures, um, that's that's really cool that they went. You know, the guy
1: went from four thousand to four hundred. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean that's obviously like one of the miracle cases and whatnot. But like I think yeah. lots of people can do. that. People need it, especially people who make money
0: quick. Especially guys in sales. I see guys that do, you know, whether it be summer sales in the summer they go knock doors and sell, you know, pest control or, you know, whatever product they sell and they make an immense amount of money and then they come home and they buy the Porsche or they, they buy the, the the Range Rover and all the nice stuff and they don't budget at all. And it's interesting to see that oh cool, you made four hundred grand in like a six month spend, you just spent three hundred fifty of it, and you see that a lot. Um, can you imagine what those summer salespeople did or those salesmen, if they did that 20% rule, they made the 400 grand and then at the end of the year, they're looking great. Like they have a great situation for them and then imagine they do that for four years like this guy did. Yeah. Same thing can happen. I think it's a huge, huge problem in the, the, especially in the salesman industry because sales, you don't, in a lot of places, there's no ceiling. Like you can just go as high as you need to. Yeah. But at times like, they spend as fast as they
1: as they get, so that's really cool that you do that. Um, you so one of the, you know, one of the things that comes into play there is the not only do you save money, but you have to figure out what you're going to do with that money, right? So that's where the power of compound interest comes into play, and you can really see how your retirement comes into like how you can see how your your nest egg grows yeah. is with that compound interest. You know, Warren Buffett said like compound interest is one of the most powerful things out there. Yes. And it's crazy to see how quickly it happens. So, especially when you're in, you know, you're not just on a fixed
0: income or you're making, you're doing a lot of sales, a lot of places there. Uh, What do you recommend to the ones that after they've saved the 20% and they have all this money to spend? Do you help them to find different avenues to invest in that as far as like real estate? Maybe they get connected to financial advisor. Maybe they want to play the market without one, which I would sometimes, you, I definitely would suggest that ever just because they know what they're doing. They pass yeah. a series of tests. There's compliance, stuff like that. But what what are kind of the categories that you help some of the employees invest when they do have that
1: discipline and they're already set to go? Is there kind of a pathway you have? Yeah. On? So like, and this is something I teach with like people that are working with me, like even clients like buying a home. Yeah. Why not? So you get your 20%. You have to make sure that you have reserves, right? So your first goal, you save your twenty percent. You get your three to six months of reserves, so that you can, you know, if you lose your job, your life won't change really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Buffer um, for that. You have a buffer though. for that, or if like you have something that goes wrong, you in the house or whatever, whatever happens there, that you can afford to be able to fix it, right? Once you have that three to six months of reserves, you know, it's between twenty to fifty thousand for most people. You need to also make sure you're taking. So if you have like a company four hundred and one k, that's probably the first place where I'll tell people to just be like, hey, make sure you're doing this. If anything, At least the bare minimum. this is the bare minimum that you need yeah. to do. So most most companies, you know, bigger companies have a four hundred and one k match. Take advantage of that fully. So if they do the five percent, they'll match four percent. Make sure that you're doing that, mm-hmm. so that it automatically goes out and it takes out of your your income. So yeah. Right there alone. it's automatically saving for you, basically. So if you have that 5% and then that match, you're already saving 9%. So now I got to get you to save that other 11%. So you already have 9% going. Now we have to figure out what to do next. So once you have your 401k maxed out or whatever you're doing there on your employer match, then, and you have your reserves, you can go into the stock market, right? Mm -hmm. Stock market is not for everybody. You know, I'm not a financial advisor, all I would say is for the common investor is that you can buy S&P 500 mm-hmm. stocks and, you know, you can't go wrong there. Um, you know, you just follow, that just follows whatever the market does, right? So if the market all goes up in the S&P 500, your stocks go up. If it goes down, it goes down. For people that can't pick stocks, which is me and everybody else out there, like besides the people that are, you know, geniuses in the market, for the most part, you're, you're not going to be able to pick the right stocks. You're going to lose a ton of money if you try to pick a stock that goes wrong or you get a stock tip. That's just not what you do. You, know, you don't want to follow that. So you could invest in the S&P 500 or or something something like that, an ETF where it has an entire group of stocks, right? And so it follows an entire market. So obviously consult with your financial advisor on that because they may have better better information there. But if you're... If you don't have a financial advisor, that's probably what what I would do if I were going into the market. Yeah, and, I mean, and I would do. Um, and then once you are doing that, and once you develop a little bit more, then you get a little you get into working with a financial advisor and and getting more specific in the stocks. But you don't invest in the stock market until you hit those first couple. Yeah, of things. It's like graduating on like once you're
0: disciplined. Exactly. You can show you can do this. You show you can essentially follow a roadmap at the end of the road is you know investing on this piece and depending on the person me personally i'm very very good at what i do which is mortgage loans yeah i would never tell someone to go to a financial advisor to talk about mortgage loans because i know i know more than the financial advisor about mortgage loans yeah for sure so i say the same way for getting into the stock market i have a financial advisor that i use yeah. he does a great job I highly suggest that to clients as well. Um, but that is a good point you made of some of the people that may be a lot more financially savvy than me. They can figure it out. You know, good luck, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. But, uh, you know, that, that's 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 a great thing that you offer for your employees to give them a roadmap to help them save money. And not only save, they actually learn a lot, discipline, and then how to invest. So phenomenal thing you're doing. I wish all employers did it. I think it's a great thing for to offer for Working at a company yeah. is having this rolled out, but uh, that's why you're successful. That's why you do what you do. But uh, thanks so much. If anyone's listening to this and you were wanting to learn a little bit more about being financially savvy, uh, feel free to visit more of episodes on the podcast. Uh, feel free to reach out to us as well. We can get you in touch with some financial advisors, CPAs, professionals, mortgage loan officers, etc. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Carter. You're thanks, the man. Kyle. Have a great one.